You are listening to the Campus Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Dinah Jansen. Each Wednesday at 5 p.m. on CFRC 101.9 FM in Kingston, I welcome a new guest from Queen's University to discuss news, issues, upcoming events, initiatives, and services for the benefit of Queen's students, faculty, staff, and alumni. Thanks for tuning in to this podcast, and we hope you enjoy the episode. We are in studio with Mona Rahman, Education Coordinator of the Islamic Society of Kingston. Welcome, Mona. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you for coming into the studio. And you've you've got some really important things to talk about Mm -hmm. today, uh, including uh, the Islamic Society of Kingston's Vigil of Remembrance happening on January 29th. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to talk about that in just a few minutes. But first, uh, you are the Education Coordinator. Um, Tell us about yourself and your role at the Islamic Society of Kingston. Okay, so as the education coordinator, uh, my committee actually oversees um, the Islamic school. So we run an Islamic school for children. It's a weekend, weeknight and weekend, so evening and weekend classes where we teach um, Quranic reading to mm-hmm. the kids um, and then Islamic studies on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. And our ages range from JK all the way up to grade 12 for the Islamic studies. Um, and it's in addition to the education aspect of that, it's also a chance for all the kids to get together with their peers um, in the Muslim community. So there's there really is, whenever you have a school, there's really two aspects. There's the education, but also the social connections, mm-hmm. because these kids are all scattered all over all over Kingston, so they can gather together and in a place where you have things in common. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's hopefully some positive peer pressure. Other things that we do, um, we run programs we have right now, like they, they change over the years depending on who's around. So our imam runs a family night. Once a month, we have youth programs for the kids, and the youth are, um, are also involved in their programming, and that's um, every other Friday. Um, they, there's just, there's uh, women's study groups, there's like men's study groups, and there's a family nights for everybody. Um, and then for special occasions, like so Black History Month, we're, we're planning on doing something for the community and just, just things, there's just an ongoing thing. So educating ourselves, but also educating the community at large. Mm-hmm. So we run, um, we participate in Islamic History Month every October and mm-hmm. I think we've been part we've been one of the few communities that has been participating since the inception of Islamic History Month. When did that happen? That's October. Uh, it's, uh, when did the inception begin? Oh I don't it's been 12 13 years then? something like a dozen years yeah. Great. So yeah no so we're it seems like we you know we try to do something that that affects everybody I guess so no matter what you're interested in, you'll have something to find. <laughs> Great. So thanks for telling us about the education and social mm-hmm. uh, work that the Islamic Society of Kingston is doing, particularly for uh, young folks mm-hmm. We also actually community. have a children's program. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. It's called MC Squared. Okay. So Muslim Children's Circle, that once a month. So nice. yeah, every age group, we have something for you. <laughs> okay. So tell us a little bit more about the Islamic Society of Kingston itself. What does it do overall? Oh, I mean, it's basically just a, a community organization. And it actually, um, if you look at the history of Muslim organizations in North America, um, there's a big group, there was a big sort of flow of people coming in in the 60s. It wasn't the first flow, but mm-hmm. um, there, because of the, um, you know, that, that whole Trudeau era of multiculturalism, and there's a lot of people that came um, to study. So all across North America, you started having Muslim Students Associations forming. 
um, and Queens was one of them. So we had the Queens Islamic Society. And as these students and faculty settled, and like my father came as a student, he settled in Kingston. And I say as, as they grew up, um, all of these organizations evolved into community organizations. So Queen's Islamic Society became the Islamic Society of Kingston. Mm-hmm. And then Kumsa, which is now um, the Queen's University Muslim Students Association. Um, and you can see this all across North America in that, you know, as the kids, so I'm one of the younger of that first generation of kids, grew up um, to teenagerdom, mm-hmm. youth groups started. So we had a Kingston Muslim youth here. And then as they went into university, they revived the MSA. So Kumsa started again, so the revival of Kumsa. Um, and Kumsa was actually part of the revival of the Muslim Students Association of North America. So, I mean, that was just the natural evolution all over. Okay. So the Islamic Society, it's basically we try to keep it like a hub for the Muslim community in Kingston. Um, we built the mosque in 1996, so the Islamic Center of Kingston. I, I didn't grow up with a mosque. Okay, where I, is the mosque located? It's on Sydenham Road. It's just it's just north of exit 613 okay. of the highway. Um, so it's very convenient if you're traveling, if you're doing that that Ottawa, the Montreal, Ottawa, Toronto stretch, a lot of people just stop by to pray, maybe have a snack, just get a little bit of a rest because it's a very good stopping point. Okay. Stop. So yeah, we call it the spiritual en route. <laughs> <laughs> like en route as in exactly. like the ter- ter- yep. so it's the spiritual up. en route. We've got a vending machine. You know, we've got a little kitchen if you need some tea. And the um, some of the the people at the mosque actually who are there regularly, they've set up a little station for coffee, some some snacks on the weekend, and I think they're doing it every weekend. Wonderful. So there's always something, you know, to help. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So CFRC has learned just this week that on January 29th, the mm-hmm. Islamic Society of Kingston is holding a vigil of remembrance for the victims of the Quebec City shooting three years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, for our listeners who uh, may need a reminder, can you remind us about what in fact happened in Quebec City on January 29th, 2017? So yes, that was a very sad day for all of Canada um, in that on January 29th, after the the last prayer of the, the day, a lone gunman came in armed and just started randomly shooting into the mosque. And I think it was shocking because first it's a mosque, it's a place of worship, and no matter what your place of worship is, it is seen to be that should be a sanctuary. It should be a piece, of, a place of peace. Mm-hmm. Um, it should be a safe, a safe place. And so to have that violated, I think, is very traumatic for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just going to say the names of the people that passed away. Please do. It was um, so they were Ibrahima Berry. Mamadou Tanuberi, Khalid Bel Kachemi, Abdul Karim Hassan, Azuddin Sufyan, and Abu Bakr Thabti. So six men were killed. One man was um, injured. He was shot seven times and injured, such that he is now paralyzed. And they left six widows and 17 children altogether. So we now have six single moms taking care of a total of 17 children. So it is it is it's not just one day it's it's a it's an experience that has affected that community um so i would say that i mean obviously it was probably the first time that has ever happened in canada 
Um, I think it was. And so it really affected people across the nation. Um, you know, people, I know there were, there were some people here also that were afraid to come to the mosque, and uh, which is totally understandable. So, um, and that takes a long time to, to get over. Mm-hmm. For me, I know my community, <laughs> and, you know, you know that this is, this is a, a one person's um, act, but it doesn't help you in terms of how you feel. So you sort of, you know, you do your best but you have you you have faith in God that um, you know you you have that trust in God. But you you do take more precautions, like you know you put up more security cameras. Which you know when you're at the mosque, you don't feel like that's something that you have to do. But I think that awareness has come to people mm-hmm. that no, we do we do have to be careful. Mm-hmm. But not I I find it hard. I don't I don't think we anybody should live in fear. And mm-hmm. I think we should, re- and we remind ourselves that the majority of people are very good and kind people. And we see that in Kingston. Mm-hmm. And when, no matter what has happened, whether it's here or in other places in the world, the amount of support and the outpouring of love that you see, like our, we had so many flowers. And it was like, this wasn't even our local community that was affected. But you could see because they want you to feel safe mm-hmm. in our community. Can you tell us uh, more about the impact that the shootings had, too, for uh, not only Muslim but non-Muslim communities in Canada? Uh, Mm -hmm. You've talked about outpouring of solidarity and certainly sympathy. Mm -hmm. But what what else do you think uh, is happening in terms of the impact? I think it depends on where you are. Like I say here... Whenever something happens, I mean, I'll, I'll go back a little bit. There's a saying um, in our tradition where the Prophet Muhammad um, said, may peace be upon him, and I'm just going to look this up here so I don't misquote it. Um, so there's a tradition in that the believers in their mutual kindness, compassion, and sympathy are just like one body. When one of the limbs suffer, the whole body responds to it with wakefulness and fever. And I think that is very true whether it's the Muslim community or the community at large, when one part of your community suffers, everybody feels it. Mm-hmm. So the fact that this was this happened at a mosque, um, I think anybody, like I said, any place, if you frequent a place of worship, I think it affects you because mm-hmm. you realize that this place that I consider a safe place has been violated. And especially in Kingston, I know that with our Jewish neighbors, with the synagogue, they've also had problems um, with respect to vandalism, but with respect to Jewish communities across the continent, there have been similar shootings. So I think that has also brought us closer together, Mm -hmm. and that we know that they're there for us, and we are there for them. With the Quebec City shooting Mm -hmm. and... uh well, shootings that happen in other places of worship, including synagogues mm-hmm. or even Christian, Christian churches, churches, too. Yep, yep. With the Quebec City shooting, uh, I'm I'm understanding that the obvious uh, Islamophobic motivations. Mm-hmm. What can communities do to combat Islamophobia in Kingston and Canada mm-hmm. overall? How can people like me, non-Muslim, mm-hmm. be a better ally? Honestly generally with any kind of bigotry the cure for that tends to be just knowledge get to know each other Mm -hmm. so that you're not I mean I always quote this and that you know we say that my dad said 
ignorance leads to mistrust and fear, which leads to hate. Mm -hmm. And to combat that, you have to take it to the root and get rid of the ignorance. So, you know, get to know your neighbors. I'm sure everybody has Muslim neighbors. There's, you know, your kids have Muslim peers in your in school. Mm-hmm. Um, just, just you know, don't don't be a stranger. Basically, be helpful. Um, and uh, like we at the mosque, we tend to have open houses. We have that annual bazaar every November. That is that everybody comes to because there's so much food from different countries. But and that is one of the ways in that, that we have gotten to know each other. With the Muslim community, we have actually, from my parents' generation, they have always been involved in the community at large. And I think that is the reason, that is a big part of the reason why when things like this happen, 9-11, the shootings in Quebec, the shootings in New Zealand, um, we already have a connection, mm-hmm. and so people are very quick to call and say, "Are you okay?" So, like, it, you have that connection with each other, and that is how you combat Islamophobia. Because Islamophobia, technically, literally, means the fear of Islam. And where does fear come from? Um, ignorance. Ignorance. <laughs> yeah. So it's just, and I think in terms of allies, it's you know standing up and calling people out. I have friends that after the Quebec City shooting, I was so, I shouldn't have been surprised. I was very grateful on social media when people were being, um, you know, there's always those ignorant people that will say things. Um, My old friends from high school are the ones that I noticed, like you didn't even have to say anything because they're the ones that are that are responding to people on your behalf. Mm-hmm. It's hard to always be the one that has to defend yourself mm-hmm. on on these misunderstandings, misconceptions. I, I, that's a really good point, mm-hmm. uh, and I think I'm just going to harken back to a, a couple of things that I recall in uh, the last few years, mm-hmm. just in particularly in the U.S. election cycles. Uh, Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. like I remember when John McCain was Mm -hmm. giving one of those town hall talks and somebody had said something like, Obama is a Muslim. And then John McCain's response, so, oh, no, he's a really good guy. Yeah. As like, so, okay, sure, Obama might be a a good guy, Mm -hmm. but you also just threw an entire group of people. There's that unconscious bias that's in there. Yeah, Yeah. but... But society picks up yeah. on these cues. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, during the last U.S. election cycle, when it was Trump and, and Clinton mm-hmm. debating away, and there was one of those town hall things mm-hmm. as well, and a woman uh, got up and asked, so what do we do um, about uh, Islamophobia? And Trump's response was something along the lines that, you know, maybe Muslims should be policing themselves and, you know, rooting at those terrorists, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Why? <laughs> but with that in mind, like, mm-hmm. how much does that actually contribute to Islamophobia? And, and e- even if people don't necessarily think themse- of themselves as haters, yeah. but it it still creates it is, yeah. implicit they, bias. It is, and they don't, that's the thing, they don't realize it. You know who had the best had uh, the best response during the whole um, Obama, oh, like that whole campaign when Obama was going, was Colin Powell. Okay, what did he say? I can't recall. He actually said, what does it matter mm-hmm. if they're Muslim? 
I mean, he's fought with Muslims in, mm-hmm. in the army. Um, and that, just that simple sentence, it's like, it doesn't matter. What if he was? Mm-hmm. What does it matter? <laughs> and indeed, I, yeah. Does this affect how it he's going to it, no. do anything? No, no. He's, he's a good man if he's Muslim. He's a good man if he's Christian. It's a, and I mean, Obama has Muslim. He's got Muslim families. Got Christian families. Got Jewish family. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> but yes, yeah, so every time you turn on the television, yep. it's just oh my gosh, oh, just yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a whole other discussion. A whole other discussion. <laughs> like we could talk about that all day. So um, yes, let's um, let's pivot back okay. to our actual conversation. But mm-hmm. while I have you in the room, I mm-hmm. thought that it'd be very oh, no, uh, no good to kind of yeah. flesh some of these things out. Yeah. Um, so we talked uh, uh, talked about what happened in Quebec City mm-hmm. and the impact for Muslim and non-Muslim communities in Canada. Um, I see that you have a nice big parcel with you today that has uh, very tiny little green squares. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about the green square? So this year, um, so, okay, let me just backtrack. So when this shooting happened, Many of the communities across Canada did gather right away to pray for the victims, to pray for the families. Um, and we do try to, I mean, it's the third anniversary. Last year, we did the, we got together across Canada. Communities got together to remember what happened, um, to pray for the victims, to pray for the families. Last year, actually, because Eamon Derbali um, had come out of the hospital, he is now a paraplegic, or mm-hmm. quadriplegic, I believe. Um, there was a fundraising campaign to raise money so that they could make his house accessible so he could be with his family. This year, and there was also that call to action to, you know, against Islamophobia, against any type of hate. Um, so this year, they, I think what was happening is because, like I said, we're, the, we're like an, a body when one, one part is hurt, the rest of the body feels that pain. Mm-hmm. So we needed, I think, what, what everybody was thinking about. It's like, what can we do to help these families? So, and I'm just going to give you a little background in that whenever something, whenever an attack happens to a community, what I find, this is not, this is not anything academic, one research or anything. This is just my own observation from our own personal experience. When something bad happens... Um, Mr. Rogers says, look for the helpers, right? That's what his Mm -hmm. mom told him. The helpers come out. The helpers come out so that you don't feel alone, so you don't feel like you're in the dark. Mm -hmm. And we saw that when our mosque was vandalized, when we had the best turnout ever, because people found out that the mosque was vandalized and they came to show their support. In Quebec City, this mosque has had already been targeted for vandalism. After the shooting... Somebody sent a pig's head to that mosque. Yeah. So you I'm would, sorry. You I, would, I don't know what else. I don't even know how to respond. I know. That's so awful. So you would think, you know, usually you would think that, you know, that minority that has the hate, in order to drown that out, everybody comes together and, you know, um, shows, no, this is not us. But it's been very hard for that community in Quebec like right away for something like that to happen. I know of one family, not of the victims, but one family in that community that has actually moved away. We have a political climate right now that is not um, supportive 
of visible Muslim women, let's just say, um, with, with this bill. But, I mean, just at the basic level, we have six single moms that now have to take care of a total of 17 children. Mm -hmm. So financially, it's hard. I think they're, I mean, they're not doing well financially. The, I mean, for the most of them, the breadwinner has has passed. Gone, has passed away. So now we have these moms that now have to figure out how to support their families. Um, their father passed away. Their father did not just pass away. Their fathers were killed. Yeah. How is that gonna? How does that affect the moms, um, the kids, and then the moms have to support the kids? So I mean, there there's a lot that they have to deal with. So I think what we're doing is um, how can we support the families? So the National Council of Canadian Muslims, along with Islamic Relief Canada, um, they did meet with with the families to say, you know, what can we do? So this year they've launched this Green Square campaign. So we're asking people to wear these little green pieces of felt. They're squares, two inch by two inch. You can cut your own or you can pick some up. I can, I'll, and I'll tell you where to pick them up. And you can grab some here at CFRC. Oh, yeah, because CFRC is the best. Um, so these squares, um, first of all, represent the carpet of the mosque. So that green carpet at the mosque was soaked with our brother's blood. Okay. So to, and then that, and to remember what happened to them. But green also is a symbol of hope. It's a symbol of, you know, um, I mean, basically hope of renewal. You know, after the winter, we have the spring when everything turns green. Um, so it is also a, a, remi a reminder to be hopeful for the future. We're wearing it in solidarity for the, the victims' families. Um, and we remember that, you know, it also represents a better green and that we hope that the families will be reunited in paradise mm -hmm. where we know where we're told that it's described as having these, these gardens um, so it is a better green than what they left so that's what it represents okay as part of this campaign so we do ask people you know to try pick up a green square and to remember the victims but to show solidarity for the families um, they have also set up a fund to raise money for the families so that um, the moms can to help these families basically provide a better future for their children okay. um, and if you go to greensquarecampaign.ca there's information there about how to donate and all 100% of the donations go directly to the families um, for those who are Muslim it's actually zakat eligible so every year we um, there's a portion that we give away in in charity that, okay. that we're supposed to so it's two and a half percent of your surplus earnings uh, above a minimum and that is actually zakat eligible so okay. you can use your zakat money for that as well well that sounds like a fantastic initiative um, and yeah. cfrc is uh, very pleased to uh, be a depot for people Thank to come and collect much. these yeah. or, or to pick up these squares too yeah. um so with the vigil itself, mm -hmm. when and where is that happening? So we will be having a, um, a vigil, so prayers uh, prayers for the victims and remembrance um, at the Islamic Center of Kingston mm -hmm. from 6.30 to 7.30. And the Islamic Center of Kingston is located at 1477 Sydenham Road, mm -hmm. which is the easier way is just to say it's just past 401 on exit 613. 
um, they are also having a vigil on campus because we unfortunately still do not have public transport to the mosque. So okay. it is difficult sometimes if you don't have a ride. Um, so Kumsa, as well as MSGP, which is Muslim Society's Global Perspectives, they have also coordinated to have a vigil at 4 o'clock in the Lower Cayley in the JDUC. Okay. So there are two. You can go to both, you know, come to, come to both if you can, um, or, you know, one or whatever works for you. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much for uh, letting us know. And uh, if people want to learn more about getting involved with the Islamic Society of mm-hmm. Kingston, how might they do so? Well, we are online, so you can always contact us through our website. So it's kingstonmuslims.ca. Mm-hmm. We also have a Facebook page and a Twitter account. So I think the Twitter handle is at kingstonmuslims. And Facebook, if you just search Islamic Society of Kingston, you can easily find us. And uh, the social media aspect, I do try to respond quite right away. So um, we're, we're pretty much there um, with that. Um, and for the green squares, if you want to get uh, a green square, they are available at the Islamic Center of Kingston. They are also available on campus at the Faith and Spiritual Life Office in Mitchell Hall. They have them at the Quick mm-hmm. in Mitchell Hall. They have them at the International Programs Office in Macquarie. Um, apparently, they'll have them at CRC, at CFRC. CFRC. Um, and uh, I have them as well, so you can just contact me. <laughs> so any final thoughts about uh, the uh, Islamic Society of Kingston or the vigil itself you'd like to share? Um, no, I think basically just a reminder that to be there for each other um, and to remember that, I mean, the Muslim, honestly, Muslim communities in general are so diverse they really are a representation of what Canada is. In Canada, one of the things um, our imam was talking about uh, yesterday on the news is that we have to remind ourselves that we are a diverse community and that also, I mean, that diversity enriches the community mm-hmm. and just to get to know each other and to be there for each other and learn from each other. And that's what a community is. We're not, you know, and together... If we stand together, we can basically stamp out the hate. Um, as someone who has, speaks conversational Bengali, how do you say thank you in Bengali? Dhanabad. Pardon? Dhanabad. Dhanabad. Dhanabad, yeah. Dhanabad. It's hard. Dhanabad. <laughs> it's a hard one. <laughs> but it's fun learning new languages or some aspect yeah. of them, right? So thank you. Dhanabad. Okay, this was a fantastic, very informative conversation. So, yes, please do uh, visit kingstonmuslims.ca and uh, find the Islamic Society of Kingston on social media, Twitter and Facebook. And uh, keep your eyes peeled for uh, lots of stuff on social media right now about the Islamic Society of Kingston's vigil happening uh, January 29th. What time? So the one at the mosque is 6.30 to 7.30, and the one on campus is at 4 o'clock. Okay, so lots of ways for folks to come and show their solidarity and uh, uh, participate in a vigil of remembrance for the victims of the Quebec City shooting on January 29th, 2017. We really do appreciate your time. Thank you so much for uh, informing us about the vigil and talking about the issues uh, therein. Oh, thank you for providing us the opportunity because... If we keep, if we forget about the things that happen, then you know that that's that 
that quote, those who don't know history are condemned to repeat it, and we do not want this to be repeated. Absolutely not. Thank you, Mona. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you for listening to this podcast produced at CFRC 101.9 FM in Kingston, Ontario at Queen's University, situated on the traditional territory of the Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee peoples. The CFRC Podcast Network at podcast.cfrc.ca is brought to you by the generous support of the Queen's University Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences.